be back with another episode of Up for Debate, the show which three generations of family, we go head to head on a variety of topics. It's pretty heated in here. We got one Gen Zer, yours truly, one millennial, no we be. We got one BBB, baby boomer from Brooklyn. How we doing, guys? What is this, episode 13? 13 in the booth. What's going on, people? Hi! Hey. Hi, buddy! I, I, like I haven't seen you guys in a minute. I haven't, I haven't seen, seen you in at least before. 25 minutes. Yeah, something like that. I mean, all yeah. of us collectively, I mean. You mean... Yeah, it's been a couple. Yeah, couple of seconds. Together. Together. Yeah. Yeah. Well, go ahead. Take it away. Do the face, Chris. I did it already. It was already done. No, d- do it. <laughs> Thank you. So, our newly elected Supreme Court Justice, Mrs. Kentaji Brown Jackson, after going through three days of being tortured by a bunch of hucklebucking gems you know that just wanted to get their they hits off or whatever I just wanted to talk about the fact that a lot of people on social media were talking about the fact that she has a white husband and she was there with her husband every day and with her biracial daughters And a lot of people surprisingly said that she cannot be as effective to us as a people because of the fact that she is with a person of another race. Now, the debate for this is, can you be true to the game? Can you be as about that life and for the people, for the culture, even if you have a partner in life or you're in love with someone that is not from, as as your mother says, that if she can't use your comb, don't bring her home. So do you think... Shout out on the Tommy from Martin reference. Yeah. Now, I just want to give you a little backstory. They met in college in Harvard. He's His background is he's from prep school. He is somewhat of a rich kid. His family, you know, had money. So he came from a prep school background and went from prep school straight to Harvard. And that's where they met in Harvard. And they've been together ever since. So she's known him well over 30 years. And every day... He came into that court or to that hearing room with her, carrying her, her attache or her brief briefs and her cup of coffee every day. And every time she got um, teary eyed or somebody said something to her or said something about her that was heartwarming or heart wrenching, he was back there blubbering, just a crying tears, just a what? I mean, just, whew, you know. And he's also a surgeon. So his parents were there, his brother and his brother's wife, his two brothers and his brother's two brother's wives were there. 
and both his parents was there as well in the um hearing the courthouse while she was you know going through her her torture chamber at Gitmo but they call it Capitol Hill so can she be as effective in the Supreme Court having a white husband I think one of us needs to start sending emails to Dr. Umar Johnson. Should be a perfect set for him to be honest. We already know how he feels. Can she be effective with a white husband, essentially? Uh, yeah, so I definitely think it goes back to our integration conversation. Um, I understand how people feel when they say that. I don't personally subscribe to that thinking because I think for him, I'm assuming this is not the first time he's going to he, he's seen her in a situation like this where people are attacking her specifically because she's black. And this is the first time that a person, you know, like her has been in this kind of position. You know, like you're sitting on the highest, you know, like you're the judge, you're the Supreme Court judge. Like you've got the highest position. So for us, it's normal. It's it's regular it's just like you know this is what black folks go through all the time for him i thought a lot of his emotions were one like she's doing something great but two i think all that backlash that she's getting publicly like yo this is insane i thought it felt like this might have been at least personally thinking it felt like this was one of the first times he really saw this up close and personal now they've been together for 30 years so a part of me feels like that can't possibly be the case but for most black people to be in a public area arena like that and to experience that when you feel like yo, I'm the most qualified person in the room uh-huh. and y'all are really coming at me like this like you know what I'm saying like it's it's crazy but for me I think she can be effective if you straight if you, I mean for lack of a better word if you stay true to the game you, you obviously can be effective you're effective because one you're a dark skinned black woman sitting in that position so you already like kids growing up are going to see no different from obama like you're a black dude in the white house there's kids who were born who only in black who were like yo the only president i've ever known was a black dude you know what i'm saying like when he was in office so i think that alone makes you effective but what you do going forward i mean that's to be seen but i don't think because he's white it diminishes what she can or cannot do because the actual you know change and you know what she does is still to be seen so okay. i don't think he, he i don't think he matters and not to mention he actually looked like a cool dude like when he was sitting i'm like he's all right because he looked invested like it looked yeah. like it was real to him so yeah it didn't really bother me um i don't i don't think it has any bearing on her effectiveness in terms of her her job but i think the reason that you get the the backlash from people is because for however long it's been since the whole George Floyd situation, and then you had just this influx of like pro-black, you know what I'm saying? A uh, push for pro-black is just like anything that's associated with white from us is now considered antithetical to what we're trying to do. So it's just like you have somebody in office now who can, you know, make major moves and it's just like oh but your dude's white you know what i'm saying it's just like the visual of that just seems like you know what i'm saying you siding with the enemy because of all of you know what we've had to go through dealing with 
the other side for however long we've had to go through it. But I don't think it has any bearing on her job. It's just a visual. I think, I think, I I think, I think it does. Um, And I only say that because of the story that broke about Clarence Thomas and his wife basically (laughs) was trying to overthrow the election. And Clarence Thomas is a Supreme Court justice who literally was the only Supreme Court justice that voted to not have the White House give information to the January 6th committee. So who you're married to does pretty much affect how you how you maneuver. Same thing with Daniel Cameron Coon. I mean, sorry, Daniel Cameron, the, the the attorney general from Kentucky, where Breonna Taylor was m- murdered. And he was the straight that I call him Daniel Cameron. You know, he he's. I don't know if that's a if that's so much about who you're married to as more so as like the person that you are, because I mean. Him. Daniel Cameron. I mean, just the nickname in and of itself, it's kind of, it holds more weight or it's more representative of him than I think it is his wife. Cause I think it becomes very clear. Like, okay, I see the kind of person. He, like he we was, all know. He was already a sellout. Yeah. Like we know when we Prior see somebody to. that's just like, all right, yeah, you're whack. Like I already see how you move. And like, as Ice Cube said, black police showing up for the white cops. So if you one of those, then we already know, like you're probably not rocking with us anyway. So who you're married to doesn't really, to me, wouldn't matter if your wife was black. She's probably just like you anyway. So mm-hmm. I don't really think that would make too much of a difference. But I mean, in I mean, it's unfortunate. It's kind of whack when I really think about stuff like that. But it is what it is. I don't really think. I mean, I see your point. I can't really. I mean, I she, she, point. she, she definitely. She went to HBCU. She clearly, like you said, Noe. She. Um, was the smartest person in the room and she's answering elementary school level questions from these morons when we get to that but um but you know i i really believe that her husband and her daughters the family unit it seems it seemed like the family structure of the unit was tight like he doted on her and he like because even though it was only three days that she went through it, like she went through hell for the, they made sure they was going to give her hell. And that was like a mental hell that she had to keep on being badgered over and over for hours at a time. And just literally sat there and just like respectfully, thank you, Senator. And had to constantly, like constantly, you know, and, and he was there and he was kind of trying to keep it together. So I, I would say, I would say that it depends on the type of person that you're married to, because like if you're married to like a Chris Evans or like, um, like there's some down. That man's name is Steve Rogers. Chris Evans, as in. <laughs> Like Captain America. That, that is Steve yeah. Rogers. Okay. His name is not Chris. Yeah. Like if you married to like a down ass dude or like a down ass chick, 
Like then I'm like, okay, okay, I can see it. I can see it. I can see it. But then if you married to like, like a pepper, um, pepper pots, is it pepper pots? What Stark's wife? Yeah, she was like, she was a, a stick in the mud. Like she was just, there was nothing about her that made me be like, okay, I see that. But Tony, Tony all day. <laughs> but Pepper, no. But yeah, no. But I like it though. To and I like it for this reason, because we need people, white folks, to be front and present white folks who are aligned with black people to be front and present when stuff like that is happening. So you can see firsthand, like clear, like now you understand what folks are talking about when it's just like, yo, we gotta be five times as good as the next person. Like, bro, nobody in this room is as qualified as me and look at how I'm being treated. Uh I'm saying these people voted for Donald Trump and look at how they're treating me. Message. And what are we doing in here? So for me, I always like it for that reason. The same reason why I never mind if like interracial relationships don't bother me because I'm like, look, that white mother or that white father is going to learn what it's like for black people in some way, shape or form. You've not given birth to an interracial kid and you're not going to eventually learn what it's like to be us. You won't know firsthand, but you're going to see it. Your kid's going to experience it and you will see it. So for me, I like that part of it. Well, her 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 in-laws were there. Her mother and father-in-law were there. And they got a, a dark-skinned black woman with locks. And that's the best part about it. Because she ain't, well, she, no disrespect, she's not Kamala Harris black. She's no. black, black. Blackity black, black. <laughs> All right. So, she black. Oh, you know what I'm saying? She black. She was up yeah. there with the dreads when the house was like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the dude was just sitting back there, like, just crying. <laughs> so all in favor for um, t- uh, Tony Stark? Yo, it's he. Yep, I'm with it. I don't mind, like, I don't mind, man. Love who you love. As long as they down, I'm down. If they can Tony! understand, I'm with it. So, yeah. What Stark? was that, uh, what was that, uh, what was that movie, uh, Bernie Mac? He was like... <laughs> I hate my eyes. <laughs> it was like the back oh. and forth with it. What we talking about? We talking about how black he is. Wasn't that in um, "Don't Be a Menace"? It was the um, like I think that was "Don't Be a Menace" on, um, yeah, 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 um, yeah. on "Boys in the Hood." That joke was hilarious. He's like, I hate my lips because they black. Tony. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mark Jackson. His name is Mark Jackson, and he's a surgeon. I don't remember what kind of surgeon he is. But I was like, Mark Jackson, Golden State Warriors, you know what I'm saying? Was it? Tony! It's the Weenus. Yeah. <laughs> Small girl, but it's the Weenus. The Weenus, yeah. You can't, you can't, in the Weenus, you can't do the Weenus. Can't touch the Weenus. Hmm. Funny word. <laughs> and, it all, and it also depends on the amount of Weenuses and back. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned for scenes from the next episode of Up for Debate. Yo, you never saw the clip when the ball was going out of bounds and Shaq was chasing the ball and the bench and the cleared. whole crowd like, <laughs> like the whole side of the area just cleared like nah, so we ain't with it. Let me tell you something. If I saw Shaq coming at me full speed, I don't care. You try taking I... one of them Ron Artest elbows. <laughs>
see if you can get up after that. <laughs> Woo! Mm-mm. No, sir. Take a Ron Artest elbow. Go ahead. Go ahead. Did you know that you could take us on the go with you? We're not just called the Melanin Movement for no reason. It's because you can move with us. We are now available on podcasts. That's right. The Melanin Movement is available on your podcast platforms. So check us out today.